With gratitude, we would like to acknowledge that Foundry Ridge Meadows is on the unceded, ancestral, traditional, and territorial land of the Keatsy and Kwantlen people. Hi and welcome. You're listening to Peers in a Pod with Jenny and Connor. Um, we thought we'd spend today sharing a little bit about ourselves and a little bit about what our hopes for the podcast are. Yeah, so for anyone brand new to Foundry Services, um, this is going to kind of be your introduction to what is Foundry? What kind of services can young people access here? What does it provide for the community? And kind of a brief snapshot of who the heck works here. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, if you're completely brand new, um, Foundry, we serve young people 12 to 24 Um, And we work in what's called an integrated team. So basically that means we have a whole bunch of people trained for different things working together to best fit your needs. Um, So we have quite a few services here. Uh, We have peer support, which is what me and Connor do. Um, We have counseling. We have options for sexual health. Um, We have primary care, so like family doctors Uh, We have substance use support. We also have some therapeutic and recreational groups. Uh, So yeah, there's quite a bit all under one roof. And most of those things are drop-in based. Um, You know, COVID had kind of shooken things up for a bit. So uh, for a time, a lot of stuff was for appointment. So now it's kind of half split between, you know, drop-in versus appointment. Oftentimes is the case, you could call in sometimes the same day, ask to see somebody, maybe a peer support worker, a counselor, and maybe even get something, you know, seen that day. Um, and all those things are kind of wrapped up in what's provided in-house. Uh, and that doesn't even go over all the different community partners that we have, right? I mean, it's a great place. If you're unsure, maybe you aren't having the services that you quite want here, or it's not meeting where you're at, then we are also a great place to help you get to where you want to be, right? We are familiar with a lot of different programs like START, uh, like CAPSU, like um, Child Youth Mental Health. So there's a lot of different branches of community services that we can also help you get connected to. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think the main thing we want to stress is like the Foundry model is for youth by youth. So really, we understand that you're the expert in your needs in your own care. Um, and we want to work with you to help find out what's going to be a best fit for you, what's going to serve your needs the best. And we can be pretty flexible with that. Yeah, so now we can kind of break down maybe a little bit about what each of those different roles do as part of the Foundry model. I think our general expertise is going to be most widely uh, well-rounded at peer support, um, which is what (laughs) me and Jenny both do. So our role is kind of defined by lived experience and the idea that kind of what you just mentioned before, like people are the experts in their own life. And in that way, you know, we both dealt with our share of mental health challenges and stuff in the past. We've navigated support systems and system requirements in, of community services before. Um, you know, I've seen a bunch of different counselors, psychiatrists, been on medications. So we're kind of the people that you would often first see when you come into Foundry. And will be like, you know, I I get it. I understand somewhat. Every situation is kind of unique, but uh, peer support is the place where you can try and reach out to somebody who understands a little bit what you're going through because they've been there. Yeah. And, and I think even the cool thing is sometimes still are there. Like, you know, I 
would say Connor and I would both kind of say that we are in recovery um, and recovery is a lifelong process and it has its ups and downs. Um, But we kind of can use our experience to walk alongside you, like Connor said, maybe kind of understand a bit more of what you're going through. Be that non-judgmental ear who's been there before. Um, And we can also just help you kind of navigate what's at Foundry, what other resources are in the community, um, and sort of be someone to walk alongside you. And I think it's also like a a good point, like we can kind of give you, I at least do this with some of my clients, give them like a sneak peek of what to expect from other services, right? So if if there's some hesitancy, you're unsure of if counseling is going to be a good fit for you, right? feel free to come and ask those questions. What's it going to be like? What are they going to ask me? What am I supposed to say? You know, I, I get that a lot of like, I don't really know what to tell this person. Um, and and really, it is whatever you want to make of the time here, right? This is a place where you're kind of calling the shots in what support looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Connor and I are probably going to be closer-ish in age to most of you. Um, I like to consider myself a young person still. <laughs> And I think that's helpful as well, right? Having somebody who is a bit closer in age and who probably has kind of a more similar worldview, similar experiences um, to you. So uh, do we want to start talking about uh, the purpose behind this podcast and, and like what it's kind of for? Normalizing conversations about mental health, reducing stigma. You know, we're going to have guests from different parts of Foundry or the community model at large from service providers, whether it be counselors, maybe even like nurse practitioners, doctors, psychiatrists, really anybody that we can get on to answer some questions about what they do and and what the care that is available can look like for you. Yeah, I mean, I think our goal is just to share information. Um, I know with COVID right now, it can be pretty hard to get the word out about services and about what's going on in the community. So this is hopefully kind of a COVID-safe way that we can share some of that information. Um, And Connor touched on it, but I think it can be really scary reaching out to services and and having to sit in front of somebody you've never met or never heard of before and have to tell them very personal information. Um, So I think we're kind of hoping to also humanize ourselves a little bit, help you get to know us and and other people. support workers in our community, other people at Foundry. As part of uh, humanizing ourselves a little bit, part of what peer support does as the, I guess, initial like face person that's greeting you in Foundry, right? We are there to somewhat ease you into having these conversations, right? Realizing that these are just people like yourself that are here to help you in whatever way they can. So in that way, we utilize icebreakers a lot of the time, things that, you know, are designed to open up fun conversations, get people talking, uh, create a dialogue and can kind of just, you know, ease some hesitancy a little bit. So that might be a great way for us to kind of start this off. I actually had a great question that I thought uh, would be very fitting in the current climate A lot of us are working from home, so you might also experience that you're having a lot more virtual sessions other than in-person ones. For some people, that's great. Others, not so much. But I think in some respect, we can all kind of appreciate what it's like being at home a lot more often. So I wanted uh, to just dish some of the tea right now. Where do you work (laughs) most frequently from at home? 
your office, your kitchen table, the backyard, or your bed? <laughs> okay, definitely not my bed. Um, my bed is like my safe sleep zone, so no work is allowed near that space. Um, I'm really lucky I have a space at home where I can have kind of a home office, uh, which is great because I live with other people, so it can be hard sometimes to find kind of that quiet space to work in. I wish I had a space like that. I'm going to be completely honest. It's 50% like a computer room where I take virtual appointments in and 50% if I'm not having to talk to somebody or they can't see my face, I'm in bed straight up. (laughs) Like I'm just, I'm on my phone uh, and as comfortable as possible. Yeah, I'm hoping like with the weather getting nicer, I can work outside some days. I feel like that would be really nice working out on my deck. Yeah, that's true. It would be nice to kind of be outside a little bit more. It's going to be a little bit of a deeper one. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, wow. Um, Oh, I feel like there's actually, I think I have a lot of like really good pieces of advice that have kind of helped me. Um, The one piece of advice, and I can't even remember who told me it or where I heard it first, but (laughs) is this idea that like nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody's just kind of fumbling their way through life trying to to make the most of it um and that always like brought me so much comfort as someone who deals with a lot of anxiety knowing that other people don't know exactly what they're doing at all times um really helped and and made me feel a lot better um and very recently i had a counselor give me the advice um of it's okay to just exist So that you don't always have to be productive. You don't always have to be doing something 24-7. It is okay to just exist as a human sometimes. And so that was really helpful recently. What about you, Connor? Best piece of advice I've ever been given? Um, I think it would be uh, just a kind of slow down kind of similar to to yours right um in in that idea i think of both of or all of this piece of advice kind of centers around like you don't there is no right answer right you don't have to be always working towards something or doing something and and have all the information right it's it's okay to just kind of take it slow and understand and acknowledge in yourself that you don't have all the answers because you can't have all the answers as much as you would want to, right? Um, And I think finding the ability to be comfortable in that space brings a lot of, like, peace to somebody. You know, like, it it doesn't have to be a mad dash towards the next thing, the next appointment that you've got to do, right? It's okay to take a little bit to to ease into your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And I like this idea of like, there's no right way to exist in the world. Like, yeah. you exist how you exist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one for sure. Oh, I like this one. What does your favorite shirt look like? What's your favorite shirt? Oh, Connor? my favorite. That's a good one. I definitely have a favorite shirt. Okay, so my favorite shirt, if anybody ever comes in after listening to this and has an appointment with me, you'll know I'm on my A game and I'm hoping that today is a good day if I'm wearing this uh, kind of dark, almost like wine red shirt with these little kind of white uh, like spots on it, kind of. Uh, It's just a button-up shirt. I don't know. It makes me feel fancy. It's my fancy shirt. Okay, I'll look out for the fancy shirt then. I'll know Connor's having a good day. 
when he's wearing the fancy shirt. <laughs> um, mine, <laughs> mine is much less fancy. Um, I have two favorite shirts at the moment. I just bought one that's now one of my new favorites. Um, but I have one uh, that's a Bride of Frankenstein shirt. And it's very, like, old school and retro looking, and I just think it's hilarious. Um, And then very recently, I got a Beetlejuice shirt, which is, like, one of my favorite movies. So I'm very excited about that as well. Yeah, that goes into, I feel like you have a very, like, retro kind of graphic tee vibe that that goes on a lot of times. It's, It's super, it's iconic. I'll just say that much. Thanks. Yeah. Wow. Well, that. What a good compliment. <laughs> that brought me into something that I remembered of. Uh, I, we were having a conversation with one of our counselors, Rebecca. She's a counseling intern. And somebody had come up to the door of the peer support office. And all I could see was combat boots underneath our privacy blockers. And I had just assumed that it was Jenny because that's the look that I feel like you serve up a lot of the time. And it wasn't even in the building at the time. Couldn't have been you. No, it wasn't me. You know what? They're very comfortable. I will say my current ones are falling apart a little bit because they're uh, they were twenty six dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess I can't complain too much. Um, I'm trying to talk myself into buying Doc Martens, but they're really expensive and it hurts my yeah. pockets and my soul. That's when you see a paycheck coming, and you're like, "Oh, that's more than I expected." I guess I can. <laughs> Time to buy my boots. Yeah. Um, oh, I saw another one that I liked about, oh, okay, if you were famous, what would you be famous for? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. I think I would be famous for some kind of accident that, like, I was in or something. I don't think I'd be famous for doing something well. I think I'd be famous for, like... This guy fell off the Golden Ears Bridge and somehow bounced off of a blueberry bush. And he's totally fine. Oh, no. Because I don't get hurt very often by, like, like physical injury. So I feel like I would be famous for something that, like, should have hurt me but didn't. Oh, no. Connor. <laughs> no. I, you know what I think you would be famous for? What's that? I think you would be famous for public speaking. You're very well spoken. Oh. And so I think you would be famous for like doing some kind of, I guess you doing like motivational speaking or something like that. That's what I think you'd be famous for. Not for being accident prone. See, I've thought about motivational speaking or something before, but then I always, what I can't help but think of just kind of like, grifters or like con artist people who do that because i feel like a lot of the time they just kind of take advantage of people who otherwise like don't benefit off of going to sit to listen to somebody talk about nothing no you'd be one of the good ones okay you'd be one of the good ones that actually (laughs) that's an interesting question now that has kind of popped in my mind because of that because that's so not what i was anybody would have said about me in like elementary school early high school i hated talking in front of like anybody i still kind of do but it's like with some of the jobs that i've had and this kind of one i have to so you just kind of fake confidence Mm -hmm. your way into it what's something that used to be a weakness for you that you have kind of grown into oh that is such a good question um i think for me I was always growing up told that I was too sensitive, like 
constantly was told I was too sensitive. I would literally, when I was little, I would cry over absolutely anything. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, even into high school, I was always told I was too sensitive. Um, and for a while, like, saw that idea of, like, being vulnerable and showing emotion as, like, a weakness. And so I think for a bit, I kind of shut down that part of me. Um, but now, like, I wear my heart on my sleeve 100% of the time and, like, I'm just always sensitive old me. <laughs> um, and I actually – I think it's a strength now. I think it makes me more empathetic. I think it makes me more, like, understanding of other people. Um, and I think it makes me easier to connect to because I think I am just very open about what's going on for me. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a huge part of – I mean, I kind of see a very specific – like type of person in the general work that we do right like we actually did um basically the myers-briggs test uh like 16 personalities uh, or whatever it's called with all of our coworkers in a team meeting and like a lot of people got like very similar uh personality types and i think it shows with those kind of empathetic um kind of caring compassionate people that this kind of work draws itself towards right and like you were saying vulnerability really is kind of like the secret sauce of connecting with people right that's what <laughs> the secret of, sauce yeah nice. <laughs> it makes you it makes you comfortable with somebody because mm -hmm. you're you're exposing yourself in a way right your weakness you're showing something that you know could hurt you to another person right it i think it kind of is intrinsic in building trust with people which is pretty much paramount to our job mm -hmm. yeah especially when we're asking people to like tell us about the difficult things that they're going through and dealing with like I don't think it's fair to ask that and not be a little bit vulnerable yourself yeah I mean that was one of the first things when we were doing our training for peer support I remember back in recovery support training um, a big part of that was being able to have the conversations about what your journey was like kind of when it it was pretty dark um, all the way up to when you started to really understand what recovery was for you, what it looked like. And like you said, we're in a constant state of recovery, right? It just kind of is the state of being for a lot of people um, because it, you're, there's always ups and downs in life. Um, and I think that that's, speaks to what peer support really is kind of special, I think, in, in that way because you're not going to just go talk to a wall that's going to ask you questions and then say you should do this it's going to be somebody who can be like yeah and then this is also what it was like for me and i can see how we can connect now mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree um i know we just did a really deep question but i see one on here that i like that's not deep uh what's your most used emoji connor Ooh, i can oh wait i think let's see my most used emoji would be <laughs> My, oh no my most used emoji <laughs> is uh the detective guy with like the, he's got like a little fedora and some glasses mm -hmm. on it like sunglasses on um just because i constantly try and like deduce what people are like gonna say and then i'll slap that on uh at the end of my text <laughs> hoping that i got nice. it right Nice, good one. Um, I don't know off the top of my head what my most used is. I have a few. I really like the, you know, the little one with the hand with the nails. Mm -hmm. Like it's painting its nails. Yeah. It's like a little bit of a sassy emoji. Yeah. I like that. Um, I use that one a lot. Uh, I also really like um, 
like the skull emoji. I'll use that one a lot, like if I think something's really funny. Okay. Oh, I'll also use that. That reminds me. I'll also use the one that looks like the top half of the guy's head is like frozen. Like it's all blue and he's like shaking, like shivering or whatever, like kind of scared. (laughs) I use that one a lot. Yes. That would be a fun game. Describe the emoji and the other person has to guess which one it is. (laughs) I feel like that. that... I'm just laughing at us trying to describe these emojis. Oh, that would be good if we ever did like a... Uh, like a video podcast or whatever, where like you do charades. Yes. Or, I feel like that would be good. Or even one of our groups, like if Steph ever needs a game, yeah. I feel like that would be really fun. Emoji charades. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to find more questions. There's so many, I feel overwhelmed. I think we should do, uh, maybe we could end on a divisive one, you know, something a little controversial. Oh, some controversy. Okay. okay. What is your favorite fruit (laughs) controversial it is because people have strong opinions about this that's very controversial what is my favorite fruit oh um okay here's the thing it's it's gotta be we're talking your favorite fruit when it's at like peak ripeness like when it's the best it can be at its best and so if we're talking at its best probably pineapple that's a good one that's a good one. Yeah, but it has to it has to be really ripe. Like if a pineapple is slightly off, it's like too sour and like too like it has to be really sweet. It can get really sick. A lot of people like that's the same thing with kiwis though sometimes, right? Like it hurts people's mouth sometimes if it's not in the proper yeah. state of being ripe. Yeah, but see like I like sour candy, like salt and vinegar chips, like anything that's going to like burn the inside of my mouth. Yeah. I, is what I eat. Hmm. I think I'm going to go peak ripeness i'm gonna go with mango i really like mango Oh, that's a good one mango is really good yeah frozen mango is really good I like that's frozen true mango. frozen mango there are some fruits that are better frozen mango maybe one of them blueberries is definitely better oh frozen. definitely definitely yeah. definitely well wow, that was really controversial <laughs> I, I you say that you laugh at it now but i feel like people are gonna have some strong opinions if either of us someone's had, gonna confront me yeah if either of us had said banana i know that people would have been raging <laughs> is that controversial to like yeah, really like bananas i think so bananas at least i think so i would have things to say to somebody who said their really? favorite food is bananas i think it's gross it's not my favorite, but I like bananas. Bananas are good with other things, like in a smoothie. Otherwise, mm. I just eat them because I know they're really healthy. <laughs> okay, well, that was a really good controversial one to end on. Um, okay. You know, I, I'm sure people are going to really, really fight me about the fact that I like pineapple. Yeah. Well, tune in next time where we'll uh, be taking some time to talk with possibly one of the other guests uh, at Foundry. Uh, or service providers and uh, we'll see you then and let us know if there's anything you really want to hear um, or a topic you're really interested in that you want to know more about that's connected to mental health and wellness let us know and we'll talk about it till next time bye, bye. <laughs>